Hello. Ooh, coming in with the little little beat. Drop the beat. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> and welcome back, or welcome to Hope You're Okay, the podcast. So glad to have you here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. Hello, my little chunguses, my little chung guy, my little chunk chunks. Hello, and welcome back to Hope You're Okay. I'm so glad that you're back. I'm so glad that you have scavenged your way back over to this little corner of the interwebs. Does this count as the internet? I don't think so. Whatever. So glad that you found your way back to home base. Hope you're okay. We're so glad to have you. Guys, next week is like so totally Christmas. That's wild. That's not real. (laughs) No way. That's not real. In like two weeks, it's going to be 2022. That's disgusting. Anyways, hello. Welcome back. Um, If you're new here, welcome to my name is Adele and I am the host of Hope You're Okay podcast, the podcast you're currently listening to. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, We've got a really great episode going on today. I'm very excited to hop right in. I will begin by saying that you are currently listening to our 12th episode. We have done a dozen Hope You're Okay episodes and our finale episode for season one. So season one will be over after this episode. Um, If you don't know anything about podcast seasons, that's okay because I don't either. Um, I just decided that I was going to stop recording for the holiday season to give you guys some time to spend with your families and to give me some time to spend with mine. So for the next two weeks, hope you're okay. We'll be on hiatus. A lot of podcasts do this, um, obviously, to spend time with their families. So yeah, this will be the last one for the next two weeks and then I will see you guys, see, I will speak to you guys next in 2022 um, with season two and we will, you know, hop right back into it and get back into it because I have so many topics that I still need to touch on. Actually, so many to the point where I couldn't decide what I need to talk about today and I rewrote the layout for this week's episode like 15 different times Um, because there's just a lot going on right now in you guys' lives and I want to talk about all of the things that you guys ask me to talk about, but I can only do one topic per episode, and I I only do one episode per week, so it's just a very overwhelming process, but I promise um, that I am reading you guys' DMs, I'm reading you guys' comments, and I'm writing all of these topics down and all of these issues down, um, and I do plan on addressing all of you guys' problems. Um, That sounded really not good. Um, I do plan on addressing all of the issues you guys have. No, all of the problems you're bringing to me, all of the, I do plan on giving you guys all of the advice that you're asking for. Yes, that's what I'm, that's, that was it. Um, I just can't do it all at once, but I am writing it down. It will be happening. I've been getting a lot of DMs this past week about, uh, friendship breakups and things like that. Um, and so it was kind of between that and then this topic for what I actually chose this week, um, because I was getting DMs and getting questions about both of them a whole lot. Um, so that was a hard decision to make, but I figured I would do this one because I'm at a really good place in my life with this specific topic right now. Um, so I wanted to kind of share that with you guys and then I guess once we come back in January, we will talk about friendship breakups but actually I'm not gonna say that it'll be a little surprise um 
Okay, so let's just hop right into the weekly update because I've already been talking for what, four minutes? That's ridiculous. You guys didn't need to hear all that. I'm so sorry. Okay, weekly update. Here we go. So this week I drove back to Georgia. Um, as you can probably hear, there are no volleyball players. There are no volleyball players outside right now. That is because I am back in my childhood bedroom once more. Um, I am here for about a month not an entire month, like three weeks really, but I am back um, for Christmas break from university, so that is great back in the ATL. Um, <laughs> this is exactly what I said in the last episode, I'm pretty sure. I'm so sorry, but I am. I'm back in the ATL again. Um, happy to be back, happy to be home. I've been doing that thing where you like stream um, a fireplace uh, off of YouTube onto your TV, and it's currently actually playing right now. It's giving a very nice Christmassy um, vibe, so I've been loving that. Anyways, that was completely irrelevant, and I got very sidetracked. Um, what's been happening this week? Let's see. Oh, finals. I did my finals week. Um, this week was finals week. That is why there was no episode last week, because I physically could not bring myself to record anything. I was too busy studying. Um, I did pass all of my finals so far. I don't have all my grades back, but so far, all of my finals, passed them all. Hope that you guys survived finals week. Um, I was talking with a few of you over live. I went live the other day when I was packing to leave Florida, and um, some of you guys were talking to me about your finals then, so hope that you guys um, did well and got your grades back and passed all of your classes. Um, oh, Vlogmas. Vlogmas started and ended this week. I did Vlogmas day one, I did Vlogmas day two, I filmed Vlogmas day three, and then that was it. That was the end of that. Um, I think it's just honestly a tradition at this point to see how far I can make it. Um, not very far. It's because I don't have an editor and honestly I can't do TikTok and YouTube and the podcast all at the same time. It's just too much for me. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I can't do it. So I did three days and then finals week started and I was like there's literally no way. There's no shot. So that was a fun time while it lasted. Um, and yeah, that was kind of my week. Um, some crazy stuff happened this week that I will talk to you guys about in That Really Sucks. But as of right now, I guess we can go ahead and transition into our main topic, which is going to be talking about um, being single, but not just being single, being single since birth. We are talking about I am single going on alone. Let's get right into it. <laughs> we are now transitioning into our main topic. This is my transition voice. This is to prepare your eardrums. This is to prepare your hearts, your souls, your minds for the complete and utter menace energy that you're probably going to be receiving for the next, I would say, 30 to 45 minutes. So take this moment and breathe, relax. Close your eyes, take a breath, and we're back into it! Hello! Alright, let's go ahead and get started. Let's talk about this. Um, this has been a pressing subject. People have been asking me left, right, up, down, inside, and out. Um, you know, how do you deal with just the crippling urge of no one ever loving you? Does that not make you a little spastic? No, I say. It does not. <laughs> I don't think half the stuff I even said just now was the correct way to use those words, but it doesn't matter. Guys, guys, <laughs> if you did not know, surprise, shoddy, I 
and the rumors are true i have in fact never had a boyfriend <laughs> i know i know you're all like yeah that's kind of what we expected have you heard yourself i have um and you know it's been an interesting couple of years living in my life in my shoes that i'm in um and doing the things that i do in my life when i do them however through the highs and lows ups and downs and all of the in and opening and yeah so yes i've never had a boyfriend this is a rare phenomenon nowadays you know you don't find many gals on the street that have never been in a relationship um am i proud of it actually kind of yes a little bit i don't know if it's something i should be proud i mean i think it is um it's not that i you know have never had the opportunity i just uh, no you know so it, it was just like no but um i've been getting like dms and comments and things like that from a lot of you guys who kind of want me to talk about what it's been like um to be single for that long because um obviously I'm not the only person in the world that's never been in a relationship, but I know that they are few, they're, that, but, hello? Can I, let's try this again. I know that we are few and far between, um, and so because of that, a lot of times it can feel like you're the only person in the world that's never been in a relationship. I know I've never heard a podcaster or an influencer talk about being single forever. I've talked, I've definitely heard people talk about being single for a long time, um, or even only having one relationship or only having like a, a high school relationship that they don't count or a middle school relationship that they don't count but I've never heard anyone talk about actually having no relationship like zero I'm talking not preschool not kindergarten I didn't have one of those little like oh yeah that's my boyfriend no mm -mm, nope um immediately no so yeah no Maya Adele was definitely homeschooled from the ages of birth until graduation um I did go to school one day a week throughout middle school and high school um so I kind of got that experience there but definitely no boyfriend um no pre-k boyfriend no kindergarten boyfriend didn't go to pre-k or kindergarten so that's that on that um so a lot of you guys have been asking me about how I cope um things that I do to like not be depressed all the time and then also just you guys didn't ask for this but I also just wanted to talk about it in like a fun kind of funny way um just to give you guys something to relate to because i know a lot of times i don't get to relate to most relationship podcasts and they're still fun to listen to but sometimes you want something to relate to so hopefully for all of you out there who have never had a relationship of any sort um and you're super single going on alone you can relate to the things i'm about to say and it'll make you feel a little bit better about yourself and make you not feel alone and or crazy because you are neither of those things you are not alone you are not crazy all right let's get right into it so on my little layout here i have some things that i want to touch on so the first thing i want to talk about is the different stages of being single throughout your life um then i want to talk about like some lies that you will tell yourself um when you've been single your entire life and then i want to talk about the reality of being single and then i want to talk about like things that i've done to help uh cope with the crippling feeling of being alone every now and then um so that's what we're gonna cover that's kind of what we're gonna touch on before i even get into that i did want to state um i know that you guys already know but i am a big jesus gal over here i rely on him for everything he is the breath that i breathe he is the air in my lungs he is my beginning and my end and my middle um 
and obviously this podcast is for anyone you do not have to agree with me to listen I love you regardless but I will say that a lot of the things that I've done to help are gonna be a little bit Jesus surrounding because that's just the only he's the only one that works I don't know how I would have done it without him so I can't tell you how to do it without him because I don't know yeah okay so let's get started stages of being single over the span of time from the time you Oh, I tried to make the popping sound where you put your finger in your mouth and you do the thing. I don't know why I didn't just do it with my lips instead of trying to put my finger in my mouth. <laughs> my finger had um, hand sanitizer on it and now... Okay, anyways. Um, from the moment that you out of your mother's womb is what I was trying to say to the moment that you're listening to this right now you have been single and I'm sure that there have been many stages of that and I'm sure that they are probably exactly the same as my stages and so I am going to share these with you are you ready stage one is the OMG I have to get married stage this is <laughs> the first stage of I would say this is the um, single awakening um, I know I personally hit this stage at a old age I remember the exact moment and I will paint you a beautiful picture I was eight years old it was a crisp <laughs> November afternoon just kidding, I don't know what day it was. I was standing on the steps of my childhood and also current home, out looking over the living room, and I was playing out in my head as a normal eight-year-old would do my wedding day, obviously. And I was, you know, going over all of the wedding things that would happen. I was imagining myself walking down the aisle towards God only knows who. And I was imagining the veil being lifted over my head. I look lovingly at my husband-to-be. And then the pastor guy would say, you may now kiss the bride and then it hit me that I had not had my first kiss and that was when the spiral began um so yeah so that was really when it hit me that I was like oh my gosh I have to find someone to marry me I have to like find like I can't <laughs> like it's not a given like I have to go out into the world now was I eight years old yes so was there much going that could happen no but it did hit me at that time that was the first stage the second stage was the okay it's fine I have time stage um, and that hit me almost immediately after the first stage being as I was in fact eight years old you know I freaked out for a second and then I was like I cannot legally do anything actually because I'm a child so you know I went back up the stairs and into the kitchen and I continued you know scrubbing down the counters with the dawn hand soap and you know continue my day but so this is the point where you know you realize you're you're kind of fine like you've got plenty of time there are other things that you should be focusing on and that took me straight from eight until about 16 I was locked I was loaded I was good to go um this often you know holds for longer if you're an athlete. Athletes just normally have busier schedules, especially high school athletes, because you have school and then if you have a job, then you have that. And then if you have practices or whatever, you have that. So I was a pre-professional ballerina. I was dancing 
a lot so I didn't really have time for the thought of a boyfriend much less an actual one um, like what am I supposed to do with it am I supposed to like water it like how much Sun does it need you know these were all thoughts that I was having that I didn't have time to be having so I kind of stayed in the okay it's fine I have time stage for quite some time um, for years actually it, it held me over and I was totally fine being boyfriendless until I hit the third stage which I have titled <clears throat> Um, hello? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the um hello stage hits around 16, maybe 15, um, and this is the stage when all your friends suddenly have boyfriends. You were off in the it's fine I have time stage, doing whatever you were doing, grinding, focusing, doing your schoolwork, doing your whatever, athletic, whatever you were doing, backflips, you know, pirouettes, whatever, cheerleading, what's a sport, I don't dribbling. <laughs> And, um, and while you were doing that, your friends were out mingling, experiencing the dating world. Um, and so, because of that, you, you know, you turn and you look around your junior, senior year of high school and suddenly they all have significant others and you are like, wait, <laughs> um, wait, I sense I've made a mistake of some sort. So the panic, you know, starts to settle in a little bit. The um hello stage is more of a confusing realization um, than a depression though, and that's what that's what separates it from the beautiful fourth and final stage. Um, but we're not there yet. The um hello stage, like I said, yes, about confusion. So it's more so you realizing like, oh hey, um, while I've been being an academic scholar over here, um, you know, Margaret and Johnny have been dating for the past year and a half um, and I just I didn't even notice I'm very behind and that's when you start to real that's when it starts to hit you that like oh oh you know yeah and then after a while though you're, you're still kind of fine like you're fine you're realizing but like yeah it's fine until it's not fine anymore and that is when you hit the final stage it just BAM! Hits you like a truck. The okay am I broken, be honest, please don't lie to me stage. Um, this is one of my favorite stages. Um, it's it's the last one. So it, it is in fact where you normally hit a wall. Um, this is the stage where you are, if not the only one left that's single in your friend group, your gathering, your community, whatever, um, then you're probably the only one that's like never had anything, like not a talking stage, no kiss kiss, no hand hold. I'm talking like you really only experienced the kind of hugs where you get the little pat on your shoulder. It's like the most platonic hug ever. Like your chests are not touching. It's like a side hug with a tap. Like he doesn't really want to touch you. She doesn't really want to be within the same vicinity as you. Um, that's really what you've got at this stage that's all you've experienced that's what you're working with um you may have gone through maybe one or two of the not my boyfriend not my girlfriend breakups but honestly not really um probably not but could be possibly but mm, unlikely um and you're really starting to hit an all-time low um this is normally around the age of like 18 Maybe 17 I would say maybe is when I personally hit this stage was like 17 and then I see people still in this stage around like 23 24 stuff like that um, it's just kind of like the most hopeless 
section of the stage because at this point you're like okay cool so what like you know like what like what do you even hello you know and this is where the lies begin to creep in so let's just let's just go over those because they're so much fun the first one is the lie that you begin to tell yourself that something is actually wrong like something's gotta be wrong at this point you know you're 20 years old in a year you can legally drink you've been driving for like you know <laughs> four whole years or something dumb like that and you just kind of got the you know you've got this life thing down you know what I'm saying 20 years old you got it wrapped um <laughs> you begin to think that something is fundamentally wrong with you like you're like okay something's not adding up like am i just like really like generally unattractive and no one told me like am i a solid two be honest please don't lie to me am i a solid two yes or no because something is going on here and no one's saying anything you know um the second lie is obviously that you're gonna die alone um this one normally begins as a joke around uh stage three um and you're like oh yeah like i'm gonna die alone uh, uh. but then around stage four you're like am i am i gonna am i gonna die alone like wait no seriously like <laughs> no but really though i i could easily die alone it happens all the time is it gonna be me was it always gonna be me it was never gonna be you anyways so <clears throat> you know the panic of realizing like oh I actually could literally like get on a plane tomorrow and then the plane could crash and I could die and then I'd be dying like alone like I will have died having never known love you know what I mean <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I promise by the end of this I will make you feel better but right now just laugh in pain with me okay um yeah you just start to realize that like dying alone is not as rare as one may think it is um and that might start to freak you out a little bit um the third lie is that you are just fundamentally unlovable that you are just uncapable incapable Unca incapable incapable of being loved um romantically i would say you just you feel like you know that's the answer at this point it's been however many years um and no one is picking up when i'm putting down and so it must just be that i'm just a good buddy and that is my calling and i will never know what it is like to be loved in that way um you know yeah it's a really depressing lie and the last one is that you are doing something wrong um that your approach is wrong this is probably the time when you start to consider dating apps if you haven't already you're like is it is it hinge do i need hinge be honest do i need to hop on to christian mingle yes or no because at this point i'll do what needs to be done you know you start like throwing yourself on the ground in front of attractive eligible singles in hopes that they'll like help you up and you'll get like a little meet cute you know what I'm saying like you start to like maintain really heavy eye contact with every single man you pass on the street every red light you like roll down the window you're like look me in the eye Peter look me in the eye 
anyways um you just start to panic a little bit and and you're starting to branch out you're starting to try things because you feel like it's nothing is working and it, it has to be something you're doing it has to be at this point it has to be something that you're doing well let me tell you friend it is time to move on from the lies and into the reality because none of those things are actually true, okay? None of those things are true. Nothing's wrong with you. You are probably not gonna die alone. You are not unlovable. That's so stupid of you to think that. So sorry to call you stupid, but you're acting a little stupid right now. How dare you? And you're not doing anything wrong. It's not your fault. Like, you're literally, you're fine, okay? You're fine. You're fine. Everything is okay and you're fine. They're just attacks from your brain like you're you are okay okay you're fine the enemy knows how to get to you he does it time and time again and this is how he's chosen to do it this time you are okay i promise none of those things are true i promise you none of those are true i know we all have our low moments where we're like well i mean no but i could die alone though yeah okay or you could meet your soulmate literally tomorrow why is one so much more believable than the other why are you so much more likely to think that you're going to die alone than to think that this time next year you could be married and pregnant with a child? Whoa there. That escalated very quickly. But you get my point. You get my point. Um, that's not reality. None of that is reality. The reality of, this, of the fact, the reality of what's happening is, and this one's really going to hit you hard because my therapist told me this and it really hit me right where it hurt so i need you to lean in i need you to open up your ears i need you to actually plug the podcast into your closest speaker and just blast it um who you're gonna marry is literally none of your business i know i know i know but I'm going to say it again. Who you marry, who you date, who you end up with, none of your business. Now, I will say, <clears throat> no, there is no I will say. It's, it's simply none of your business. Um, and this is why worrying about it, not going to make it happen any faster, okay? It's just not. Worrying about it is not going to put the Lord's plan for your life into action faster. You know, the Bible says that worrying is dumb because every day has its own worries. So why would you worry about something that's not even happening right now? It doesn't say that in those exact words, but it does say something like that. Every, wor every day has worries of its own. Worrying is stupid because it doesn't help. So why are you doing that? And the episode's over. No. Um, but yeah, honestly, my therapist told me this like two weeks ago and I was like, wow, that is actually such a great point, Shadi Bay. Um, you're so good. Wow. Are you like a medical health, mental health, you know, profesh? And she was like, literally yes and I was like wow that's crazy um but yeah it's it's none of your business even if you die alone which I'm, I'm so sorry I know that's a tragic thought and you don't want to think about that but this is what I had to tell myself if if you die alone and you spent half of your life worrying about dying alone did the worrying change the fact that you died alone right so then there's no point really in doing that um 
there's no point especially since you're probably not gonna die alone because if marriage and finding someone is your heart's desire and truly what you want the lord knows your heart's desire he he put those desires in your heart and he wants that for you more than you want it for yourself he wants you to succeed he wants the best for you and so obviously obviously if that's something you deeply deeply want you're probably not gonna die alone okay so worrying about it is really just gonna seem silly because in 20 years, when you're married, you're gonna be like, wow, really shouldn't have spent all of the early years of my life worrying about whether or not I was gonna get married because not only did it not make it happen faster, but I am now married and could have been doing so many other things. Are you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. Next point. Oh, this next one is good. You have been alone for this long and you're fine. Like, if you really think about it, like, you've been alone for how many years? Right, okay. And you're literally, are, are you dying, or? Oh, no, you're good? Oh. Hmm. 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 Interesting. 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 No, great point, Queen. So, what I'm hearing is that actually, you're literally okay. Like, you're not actually like disintegrating like you're actually fine so if you had to go if you absolutely had to go another year without a significant other you oh you would be fine okay so then i think we're good i think we're done here i know how badly it hurts i understand i know you want it so badly i Trust me, trust me, I get it, I get it. There are days when I'm like, all I want so deeply in my soul is to be married right now. Especially looking at, you know, okay, maybe not married right now. That's, ooh, that was a lot that I just said, but to be in a relationship that's going somewhere, to have something, to have anything, that's, I understand. However, it is in those moments that I have to take a step back and really say to myself, okay, well, when I thought this at 16 and I was like, there's no way I can possibly go on any longer. This hurts so badly. Well, here I am at 19 going on through the pain. So you're fine. I mean, does it hurt? A little bit. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt all the time. It only hurts sometimes. And, you know, lots of things hurt sometimes. So you're okay. You're fine. And then my last point is also from my therapist because she's just so good. But the more that you focus on your calling, the quicker he'll focus on your calling. And I said that for obviously me because my therapist told me that. But whoever you're looking for, the more you focus on your calling that the Lord has for your life, the more they are going to see that calling if that makes sense. I'm gonna lay it out the way that she laid it out because she was so good. So basically she was talking to me and she was like, so obviously you have a calling on your life and obviously your husband has a calling on his life. And at this point right now, and this was like a month ago, um, but she was like, at this point right now, you're not really focusing on your calling. You're more so focused on finding your husband. And that's not your calling. Like finding your husband, not your calling. So she was like hear me out try this if you were to focus on what the lord's telling you to do and you're calling on your life and you were so focused on getting closer to your relationship with the lord and your husband is also 
focused on getting closer to his relationship with the Lord or in his relationship with the Lord and focusing on his calling, then eventually he will see you doing well in what the Lord has called you to do and he'll realize that that fits in with what his calling is and he will find you on his own. Which is said a lot, especially in the Christian community, because the Bible does say, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, and then it goes into the whole, like, he who finds a wife, but then it also goes into the he who finds a wife, like, you have to be a wife when you're found, not when I marry you, whole thing, which we can talk about later. But the point was, and this is what I summed it up as when I was journaling the other day, because I'm a healthy gal, did I tell you guys that I walked today for, like, a mile? Yeah, so... <laughs> call me, you know, Chloe Ting. But anyways, um, when I was journaling the other day, I wrote it down like this. Basically, if I'm working hard on growing closer in my relationship with the Lord, and he's also working on growing his relationship with the Lord, eventually we're both going to be so close to the Lord that we're going to have to bump into each other. Like, we're going to have to. Like, imagine, like, when you're a kid, right, and you're playing, um red light green light is that what it's called yeah and so the one person stands and they're like red light green light and then everybody's like running so this is how i'm picturing it in my brain so imagine jesus is the leader of the game the red light green light yeller and you and your person and a bunch of other randos are at in the crowd okay it's a it's a big big game of red light green light a universal red light green light game and um it's red light green light extreme if you will um it's a very 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 long trek to get up there and tag jesus but um gosh darn you're determined so it's you fifty thousand other randos and then your person's in there somewhere you guys obviously can't see each other there's so many randos so the Lord is like, green light, and you know, everybody, everybody starts trekking towards um, Jesus, and then, you know, 25 of the randos get sidetracked, and they go down, you know, road, um, whatever the road is, to the left. That's not towards Jesus, and they they start going down there because they get distracted, and then you know you're still you're still on your trek, and then you see some some you know wildflowers. You stop to pick the wildflowers for a second, and then you you keep you keep trekking though. Then another thirty five to your right, they go off home because they're tired. They can't do this anymore, so they're they're outie. Um, and basically, it's just a long red light green light game of you guys running towards Jesus to try and tag him first. To save you boredom, I will not describe the whole game to you, but let's just say that after, you know, a long trek, you and your person, and like four other people, are so close that you can all see each other's faces now. Um, you're not looking because you're really focused on this game, but you could if you wanted to. If you wanted to look to your left, you wanted to look to your right, you would see each other, but that's not the point. You're not looking because you're very determined. That's how you got to the top five of this red light, green light game. So you're so close. You're so close. You outstretch your arm, your right arm. You, you, you know, unroll it and you outstretch it to tag Jesus as he says, green light. And as your arm unravels from your shoulder, all of a sudden another arm also unravels and it just, they clash into each other and you're like, bro, would you just police? And you look to your right and he looks to his left and bam, now you're in love. 
Did that make any sense at all? Probably not. But basically what I'm saying is if you're both so set on your callings and getting closer to the Lord that you're not even looking where you're going, you're just looking at the goal, which is Jesus. You're setting your eyes on Jesus. If you're both so fixated on the Lord, then it eventually you're both going to the same place. You'll see each other. You will see each other. Now, if at the beginning of the game, when there were still 50,000 people, you had been, you know, grabbing men and just flipping them around and looking at their faces, like, is it you, is it you, is it you? You probably wouldn't have had that much luck. But because you waited until the end, when it was your time, not even your time, when it was the Lord's time for you to meet, and you were so focused and so fixated on Jesus, you guys met. Because you were fixated on Jesus, and he was fixated on Jesus, and so the others weeded themselves out just, like, literally by themselves. Like, you didn't have to lift a finger. They literally got rid of themselves. You didn't have to go through 25,000 different heartbreaks because they, they, you know, went to the left and went to the right, but you were so fixated on the Lord and your husband was so fixated on the Lord that while y'all were just trying to fulfill the calling the Lord placed on your life, he was like, hey, you, you a little tired of being alone? Let me just, let me make this happen for you. Let me make this happen for you. Here, a blessing. Why? I don't even know. I'm just good like that. And there you go. And now you can both continue your trek together in the red light, green light, calling on your life game towards Jesus to f bring further glory to the kingdom. Thank you. Have a good night. Okay, now let's talk about things that I've done to help numb, no, numb is not the right word, to help minimize the pain when it does hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, so most of the stuff I have shared on TikTok, but I know not all of you guys have me on TikTok. I also know that even those of you who do probably haven't seen every single TikTok I've ever put out. So I will compile it here for you, a little list here. Um, these things I've been doing for the past, I would say maybe two, three months. Um, and they've really been helping me not be sad so hopefully they help you as well so the first one is my playlist um i talked about this on tiktok definitely and if you want to go and look at oh wait no i didn't post the playlist just kidding i lied maybe i will post the playlist if you guys want me to let me know and i will but it's a very short playlist it's only like 20 to 30 minutes nothing crazy um but it's called We're In Love, and there's a slow-mo montage about it, I think, is what it's called. And it's literally just all of my favorite, like, love songs put together. Um, but, like, my top, top love songs. Um, not the ones where it's like, oh, this is cute. Like, this is the reason that I breathe. Like, those kind of love songs. And I listen to it um, kind of just whenever I'm in the mood to. Um, I don't only listen to it when I'm sad. Sometimes I just listen to it like while I'm getting ready throughout the day, um, whenever it may be. But they just make me happy. I used to not love love songs because they made me sad. But now it's more so I feel like I'm singing about my future or listening to songs about my future rather than rather than listening to songs about things that I don't have if that makes sense so I don't know there's songs in there like nothing by Bruno Mars which has just always been a song that I'm literally obsessed with always I literally found it on TikTok like a month ago but since I found it on TikTok a month ago I have been obsessed with it um it's just so 
so pretty like it made me so happy every time it came on my for you page so that was the reason that i created the playlist was for that song um because i have a lot of songs like that another one is um best part by her or with her i don't remember if it's by or with but best part um and then there are like a few others from like my childhood and just things like that that i added to the playlist and however i do make a point to always listen to it while i am doing the next point which is writing my letters a lot of you guys have been asking me questions about this since i talked about it on tiktok briefly um but this is actually something my therapist had me start doing i write letters weekly at least sometimes more than once a week but weekly to my husband um i have this cute little notebook that i got from target um and i just write letters to my future husband in it and i listen to my playlist while i do that um i also pray over like the book um normally before and after recently i've just been doing after um because i've been doing my devotional before anyways i do pray over the book at least once while i'm writing in it um and I listen to my playlist or worship music while I write in it as well. Um, people have been asking me what I write like about and how I write to him since I don't know who he is. So first, I like to clarify every time I talk about this and say that this is not an original idea. I did not think of this. My therapist did not think of this. Many, many people do this, um, especially in like Christian college communities. I know a lot of girls who did this and I was like that's so stupid I would literally never be caught dead how embarrassing are you not embarrassed but then my therapist was like you should try it and I was like okay so I did <laughs> and it's actually really fun and I understand why we love it so much so um, I write about whatever happens to be going on um, that week so either I'll write about what's going on in my life I'll write about like prayers for him I'll write about things that I love about him which is what confused a lot of people because they were like what do you mean by that so like one of my entries the other day was writing about how i love what a man of god he is um and i can write about that because i know that no matter who i marry he's going to be a man of god that's something that i've been promised by the lord it's something that i've prayed for and it's something that i know that is important to me so i won't settle for it um so uh, that's just something that I know. So there are certain things that you know about your significant other, um, even though you haven't met them. So I write about that. I write about um, things that remind me of him. Like when I made my playlist, I wrote about that. Um, what else? I write whenever I'm angry at him. Um, and, you know, yeah, we get into fights. We had our first couples quarrel, like, this last week because you know i was like crying over a boy and then i was like i cannot believe that you're just out there existing while i'm crying over a man that's so rude of you so yeah we got into a little, little tussle um <laughs> no but i do write in there when i miss him and i do talk about missing him and i'm like you really suck because you're taking a long time um and it does help to get those emotions out and then it also I think will be funny to look back on when I'm married and I do give it to him so that helps a lot writing letters um, has been working really well another thing that helps me is honestly you guys and being around you guys all the time and talking to you guys interacting with you um, this past year has been literally incredible thanks to you guys um, literally so many things that I've prayed for have come into fruition so I, you guys are just a big big blessing and um i definitely do know that this is my calling on my life i know that 
I am called to love you guys so much and I do um and so yeah you guys being around and just focusing on creating content for you and creating connections with you guys has really helped me take my mind off of um you know having never experienced love so (laughs) I don't know why I think it's so funny when I say it like that it's not it's probably unhealthy so those last like four have been like really healthy and just really you know jesus is proud and he's smiling these next two he might not be as proud of but you know i it they work so (laughs) this is unhealthy but back in the day when i used to have problems with this i used to uh trigger my own commitment issues which now that I'm saying it out loud sounds very bad and definitely is probably not healthy but it did work for good amounts of time um and what I mean by this is that I would purposefully say things to myself that would get a reaction out of me and then it would scare me out of wanting a relationship yeah that's definitely not healthy so basically what would happen right i would see a guy that i like and i would fear that i was going to be rejected or whatever was happening and then i'd be like i don't have time to have feelings right now and so i would trigger my commitment issues i'd be like well are you ready to only you know kiss his lifeless lips for the rest of your life just over and over again the same lips forever more with no spark just slapping together like two pieces of dry salmon you know and I would just keep going (laughs) in my brain um or I would tell myself things like do you really want to take yourself off the market right now as if I was like on the market as if I was like really doing well out on the streets but I'd be like is that really something that you're wanting to do right now in your life right now do you want to wake up tomorrow morning with a boyfriend really is that really what you want or this was probably the most toxic one i would be like oh okay yeah you like him do you want to sleep next to him for the rest of your life yes or no yes or no don't think about it just answer yes or no and then the the other voice in in my brain because the two voices would talk to each other it would be like oh my gosh no no i don't and then the first voice would be like yeah that's what i thought that's what i thought ho that's what i thought and then yeah the problem seemed to have solved itself so i used to do that i i wouldn't recommend doing that because it's definitely not healthy um but you know desperate times do call for desperate measures anyways next and last is realizing things that you won't be able to do when you're wifed um this has been a really fun one i do this still currently in a healthy way it's kind of like triggering your commitment issues but the healthy alternative because a lot of my roommates right now are wifed up um in like serious relationships where they could actually see themselves getting married and clearly i am not and so oftentimes i would you know listen to them talk about what's going on in their lives and i'd be like mm, hurts to see people living your dream but then i would remind myself of the things that i would not be able to do if i was wifed um these are things like like flirting with randos at gas stations automobile shops coffee shops drive throughs to get better treatment is that manipulative i think so i should probably stop doing that 
Yeah, 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 yeah. This has become a very self-reflecting episode. Okay, well, you see my point. Um, <clears throat> okay, not in like a bad way, but like, you know, like all girls, when you pull up to a, you know, Starbucks drive-thru or whatever, you flirt with the guy just for fun. Like, it's not like he's falling in love with you. You're not using him. You're just flirty. Because why not? Well, you won't be able to do that when you're wifed because flirting is cheating. So other things that I would not be able to do would be um, ignore my text messages for days on end. I'm really, really bad at texting back. You can't do that when you have a boyfriend. Like, you can't just, like, not answer anyone for, like, four days. Like, you can't do that because he'll care, I think. So I think about that often because I really don't like answering text messages. And the thought of having to answer someone really just... Ugh, you know, like, ugh, gosh, please, would you just, um, that's another thing. I, my love language is physical touch. I have learned this about myself, but at the same time, just the thought of someone wanting to be in my personal space, ah, like, you can't, like, shove him away from you. I mean, you can after a while, but maybe in the first, like, in the honeymoon stage, you might not want to do that. Which, this kind of goes hand in hand with the sleeping in the bed thing. I sprawl out on my bed every single time I'm sad that I'm alone. Because it's like, okay, sure, but after I get married, I will never again have my own bed. Or my own room. Yeah. I'm going to have to share a room forever. OMG. Oh my gosh, OMG. Like, you know that scene in Friends when Rachel is moving out and Monica has that breakdown and she's like, and you were so good and now you have to go and I have to live with a boy. That's the one. Like, I'm going to have to live with a man for the rest of my God-given life. Will I be in love with him? Yes. Will every day be a beautiful, wonderful, magical adventure? Sure. But like, every day, bruh? OMG, he's probably going to keep the toilet seat up so often I'm going to want to friggin' kill him. So just things like that that really keep me going in the single stride. Um, <laughs> anyways, I hope something in there uh, in the past 45 minutes that I've been talking has helped you. I always feel like someone sticks their hand into my brain and just like swirls it around in there after I'm done recording a podcast episode, but I actually listened back to a few episodes while I was driving um, to Florida after Thanksgiving break, and they're honestly not as chaotic as I thought they were. So hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully this made some sort of sense in your brain and you enjoyed it and you laughed and you cried and we went on an entire emotional roller coaster together because now is done and we're moving on to where the fun is and you know what that means, baby. It is time for everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> that really sucks that really sucks baby that really sucks let's get into it i have so much to complain about and i'm so glad that you are here to listen open your ears up and let's hop right into these complaints 
So the first complaint is honestly probably a complaint for you guys as well. Um, I have been trying for the past month to fix my old mic. It was beautiful. It was a wonderful quality mic. It was a Blue Yeti Snowball mic. It was, I mean, chef's kiss. Um, and for some reason, it's just not, not working anymore. I've literally done everything. I've bought two new mic cables in the past two days, both of which were not the problem. I'm now having to return the second one that I just bought earlier today. I'm gonna have to return it tomorrow. And I just returned the one I bought the day before yesterday, today. Um, the mic is still turning on. It seems like it should be working and it's just not. So you can imagine my frustration, but thank God that my roommate gave us this mic. Um, this is what we'll be working with, but I'm hoping that for season two, we will have a mic. But as of right now, I'm just extremely frustrated because I've been working so hard to try and get it back to the original beautiful crisp quality that it was once at. And no matter how hard I try, the mic is still broken. Um, so that really sucks. That really sucks. My next that really sucks is that nice boys need to stop falling in love with me. And I know that because of the episode title, this seems like a hypocritical problem to have. And also a little bit of a stuck up problem to have. But hear me out. What I'm saying is that I need boys that I don't like to stop liking me because I do not find any sort of joy in being the rejector. I it pains me physically. Um, it pains me even more when I I already know they like me, but I. I don't feel the same, but they, they haven't told me they liked me yet. It just, it's, it's like watching something bad happen to someone and not being able to tell them about it because they don't know that you're watching. It's just not, it's not a good situation, okay? And it's really, really, really bothering me. Like, I just, I don't, I'm not having a good time. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's, I, I really struggle with this. Like, I don't want to tell you, I don't want to tell you no. I don't want to marry you either, but I kind, I will marry you though, if it spares your feelings. But I probably shouldn't do that because you're not supposed to marry people that you don't want to marry because that's not how that's supposed to work. <sighs> so that really sucks because I just wish that I could just, fall in love with everybody that's 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 ever fallen in love with me and then both our problems would be solved because I would be in a healthy happy relationship because it's never the like douchey boys that I have to reject it's always the nice good for me boys who really care about like my well-being and are just genuinely great guys and I have to be like, ah, no. Oh, no. Anyways, so that really sucks. This is a That Really Sucks mini, um, but the fact that 2022 is in like two weeks is mind-boggling. I have no Christmas gifts. I have no New Year's Eve plans. I have a New Year's Eve dress. And that is all. So... 
yeah, I'm not prepared to be in a new year right now. Um, and there's no way, no shot am I going to be writing 2022 on my papers. It's, it's going to be 2021 up the Wahoo until at least September, at least. So that really sucks. Okay, and then my last full That Really Sucks is actually a That Really Sucks story. Um, we are bringing back the portion of That Really Sucks where I talk about creepy, gross men. Um, so let's just hop right into it. I know you guys are at the edge of your seats. So I was at a gas station coming back from Florida to Georgia, and I only make one stop for gas. I try and make it normally earlier in the evening because I am a five foot two woman and you know the precautions that have to be taken just need to be taken and so I was at a gas station I felt pretty okay about it it was a smaller gas station but I didn't really have a choice I was on the interstate but there was lights and there was like two other cars that were getting gas and one of the other cars the one that was next to me had a woman in it and so I was like okay perfect awesome this is fine so I get out of the car and I go inside to you know hi can I get pump whatever four dollars on four dollars whatever can I get money on that pump whatever I go in and as I'm walking in I see this man and this boy the boy looked like he was like my age the man was like 40 um, and, uh, the man was talking to the boy. They looked like they had just gotten done doing, like, a, like, a job or something. Like, they are both wearing, like, kind of construction-y clothes, like, boots. He, I think he had on, like, gloves that were kind of dirty. There was a hotel literally right next to the gas station, which I did not realize, um, until I was already inside the gas station. But, there was. So anyways, I go to get in line, but the way that the doors situation was set up, um, the man got in line before me, and then the boy that was with him went and got beer and came and stood in line, and so they were in line in front of me. Um, we like walked up to the register at the same time, but they got there before me, and so I was going to wait my turn, as one does, and then the man turned and looked at me and was like, oh, you can go, and I was like, oh, like, thank you. Um, so I went, I paid for my gas, and then I walk out, and I'm pumping up the gas in my car. Normally, I put the gas tank, pump thing, into the car, and then I get in my car, let it load up, and then I come out and take it out. But I was only getting like $10 of gas or something like that. And so I put the thingy in there, and I was pumping it, and there was like no point in me getting back in the car, because I was like, this is almost done. So I was just standing there pumping gas. Well then, <laughs> and then I feel the need to turn around. I'm like, oh, because my back was to the door, um, and my like face ish was to my car, but like my back was more so turned. I was more so facing the road. So I turn and I glance to my right, no, my left, and what do you know? The man is walking towards my car. Um. And the boy is holding the case of beer, and he's looking at me from, like, far away. Like, the boy is not walking towards my car. Just the man. The boy is just standing and, like, kind of watching the man walk towards my car. And then he's like, okay, like, stop. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then the man, like, stops walking, like, looks at me. We make eye contact. And then he, like, hesitated, and then he turned around, and he started walking back to the boy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what? So I turn around in a panic, but a calmed panic. I like take the gas thing out. I'm putting the gas thing back on the pump so I can get back in my car. 
and I'm like, I, I can see him out of my peripheral vision walking back towards my car. Like, he's starting to walk back towards my car again. And then the boy's like, no, like, stop. Like, leave it alone. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And he, like, walks up. The boy walks up with the beer in his hand and, like, like takes the, the man's arm. And it's like, stop. Come on. Let's go. Like, come on. And, like, g- g- walks. In. And I at this point, I'm in my car. I lock the door. I turn the car on. I'm like, I dare you to walk towards my car. I will run you over. But... I just thought that was really interesting and fun and fresh. Like, OMG, oh my gosh. I almost got kidnapped, probably. But then I didn't, so. Yeah. So, big thanks to the boy with the beer. Um, I don't know if you're, like, a guardian angel of sorts, um, but you grabbed that man's arm and you walked him right back through the bushes to the hotel next door and I strongly appreciate you. I then left that parking lot, drove a mile and a half in the opposite direction and then made a U-turn because the man did in fact watch me drive away. Um, so I do not doubt that he was planning on following me. So that was really, really fun. I really loved it. You know, every day is a new fun and fresh experience I wake up every day not knowing what's gonna happen so that was really great and in conclusion it really sucked it's time for a cry count baby woo, 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 woo. oh mess it up mess it up mess it up mess it up go 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 okay so <coughs> sorry I choked so for our cry count today um no I don't know I feel like I probably cried um but I can't oh oh wait no I definitely cried like a lot yeah like two days ago mm-hmm definitely 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 um trage super trage okay but I think it was only once though let me check oh that was this week Okay, I think my cry count for this week is like three, but like three, like in bold. Like I'm talking three, but like two of the three were like really big breakdowns. And then one, the last one was like a leak because the breakdowns were so bad. I was very sad like two days ago, but I'm cured now. Anyways, what's you, what's what's your cry count? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's the holidays, so. Right. Exactly. You get it. You get it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with me, and thank you so much for listening to our final season one episode of Hope You're Okay. I am so glad we made it this far. OMG! How cute of us. If you want to continue this chaos over the break, feel free to follow me on social media. Follow my Instagram, which is Maya Adele, M-Y-A-H-A-D-E-L-E. Follow the podcast Instagram, which is Hope You're Okay Podcast. Um, you can follow me on TikTok, which is maybe Maya Adele. And, you know, you can follow me on Twitter. I don't do anything on there, but, you know, I, I'm definitely on it. I don't know what my at is, though. Anyways... 
I hope you guys know how proud I am of your creation. I hope that today's episode made you a little bit happier even though I made some really depressing jokes because I love you. I made the jokes because I love you. Genuinely, I love you and I hope that you're okay. Wait, this is the last time I'm going to say it. I really need you to listen to me very closely. This is it until 2022. Uh, My love for you is so passionate and prominent that I need you to hear me. I love you so freaking much. I love you so much that it hurts. I love you. And I so deeply, really, truly hope that you're okay. Like, I really, I hope that you're okay. Ow, my neck is literally cramping. Guys, listen to me very closely. I know you're all freaking out because it's the holiday season and you're either super excited or super, super dreading it. But don't worry. Do not worry about it. Because, because, because at the end of every day, no matter what happens, you get to go to sleep. Every single, every single day, bruh. No matter what life throws at you, no matter where you go, no matter what you see, at the end of the day, you get to go to sleep. Good night, America. Drop the mic.